And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also catch our show at hitthatline.com, streaming it live, where you can also get some great content dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks 24-7, 365. So be sure to check out that website at hitthatline.com. What a weekend for all the wrong reasons and all the right reasons for the Razorback football and basketball teams. We'll talk about that as well as getting some other storylines going on within the University of Arkansas as well. But we have to start with whatever that was that we all witnessed on Saturday with Arkansas and Mississippi State. I don't know where really to begin. I don't really know what to say. I really don't know where, where to go. What, what, what can I possibly say or do that may bring some type of positive light into what we saw on Saturday? 52 to 6. And it didn't even feel like it was that close. All of the positive things that we felt like Arkansas had done in the past few weeks, all the things that we have felt maybe they had finally figured out, did they finally figure out who's going where, who's doing what, all of the things that you were hoping for and praying for and thinking that there was starting to be some type of positive feelings going forward, it got ramrodded there in the game against Mississippi State wrecked absolutely atrocious play by Arkansas across the board and Chad Moore said so much in his post-game press conference where he said that type of performance is completely and totally unacceptable and he could not be more right if you're a Razorback fan and you had to go through that torture if you wasted your time watching that just a common place of college football filth then I I apologize to you and your eyes. And I know you will not get that time back. But it is just so disheartening if you're a Razorback fan to see that type of performance being put forth on game 11 of this season. We know it's tough. We know that Arkansas isn't that great. We know that they don't have a lot of talent. We know all this stuff. But there is no excuse, no excuse for not playing hard, for not putting forth effort. None. Zero. But yet, that's what you got. That's what you were able to see. Just a big old pile of crap on your Saturday against an above-average Mississippi State team. I really didn't know what to say. And I still don't. And I, if I... and. People are upset and they're mad and they're frustrated and they want people's heads to roll and I don't blame you. But when you have plays like we saw on Saturday where there are people on the Razorback football team or at least people wearing Razorback uniforms. I don't know if they're actually worthy of being called Razorbacks right now. But when you have those guys just sitting there standing around on plays, a ball gets snapped and uh, they're just kind of like, oh, well, what's going on? What happened? Or when you see players from Mississippi State blowing by these blockers on a punt. And the ball snapping, they're just kind of like, oh, well, where's everything at? Oh, my goodness. It's just, wow. Wow. Effort is something that we all can do. 
Effort should never be the reason why you lose a football game. Ever. Ever. Because here's the thing. I can give forth effort. You can give forth effort. You can go into a college football game and put forth effort. Now, you may have the talent just like I won't. We won't have the talent to compete, but we can put forth the effort. And you know what? It makes it a lot better for all of us and all the people watching if we know that we tried our hardest. We didn't win. It sucks. You want to win. But at least you know that you gave it your all. And there's respect in that. There is no respect in what we saw on Saturday. You can't respect that. You can't feel good about that. And honestly, most of these players and even some of the coaching staff should be ashamed of themselves for even putting out that performance. I'm with Chad Morrison saying that it's completely unacceptable. But what are you going to do to fix this? I mean, can we really start blaming it on all of these players that Brett Bielma left behind? I think there's part of that. But when you have storylines like defensive starters and the secondary, Cameron Curl and Ryan Pulley reportedly, flirting with cheerleaders of the opposing team of Mississippi State's dance team. They're going over there and flirting with them, trying to get their numbers, trying to get their digits. And this becomes a storyline. That's embarrassing. That's humiliating. Now, they've been suspended for the upcoming game against Missouri, like it matters. Maybe that'll send a little bit of a message. But how just disgraceful is stuff like that? And if you're Chad Morris, is I'm just my, my question is is like, are you are you actually disciplining? Are are you being looked at as the disciplinarian of this team? Are you being looked at as a joke? Are they not taking you seriously because they're not good people to do that? They're not people that appease authority and listen to authority. Are they those types of people that you have on your team? Or is it because you haven't demanded the respect that you feel you deserve? It's got to be one or the other. And in either way, it's awful. If you're not demanding that respect, then shame on you, Chad Morris. And if these players aren't the type that will give that respect to authority figures, especially their own football coach, then they need to go somewhere else. They need to find another team. I saw a pathetic effort by Jared Cornelius in blocking. Get him off the team. Johnny Gibson so many times didn't even look like he was blocking. Don't let him see another down. Enough of that. Enough of this. You cannot, repeat not, let your teams be identified as a bunch of loafers, as a bunch of lazy players who don't put forth effort, who don't care, and don't wear that Razorback logo with pride enough to be able to go out and compete against decent opponents to where they at least act like they care. You can't afford that. Take them out. Put in somebody that will. Hey, Coach Morris, I'll volunteer. I'll get my taint handed to me. I'll absolutely get worked out there on the field, and I'll probably get injured. But I promise you that I can at least put forth effort. I'll at least try. I'll at least come off the snaps. I'll at least stand in somebody's way. I may slap them a little bit. I may tell them a story to try to keep them from blocking you. But you know what? I'm going to try my best to make sure Ty's story or the running backs or the wide receivers, whoever has the ball, gets a fair shake, gets a good look, 
at possibly even scoring from there. I can at least guarantee that. But unfortunately, it's all over. I mean, it's just let's just end this season. Let's just get over. If there's no if there's no reason that they're going to be putting in any effort, then you as a fan don't need to put in the effort to watch them. But this is a very scary time. And even Chad Moore's mentioned it's gut check time. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But what do you mean by that? What do you mean gut check? Do you mean it's gut check because it's just some cliche that you can come up with? Or is it truly gut check time to where you, this program is teetering and flirting with basement dwelling in this conference for years to come? That's how bad this is. That's not an exaggeration, folks. You're there. You're flirting with it. What are you going to do to get out of it? What are you going to do to overcome it? I don't know. I don't know if they will. But you can't trust anybody on this in this program right now. As a fan, you can't. The players, of course, are the main ones to hold that blame, but the coaching staff isn't free of criticism either. I mean, there is nothing that any of us have seen to be able to feel like this is going to get better in the coming years besides just banking on a recruiting class. That's it. There's been coaching gaffes. There's been bad decision-making. There's been bad game planning. There, there's been bad everything at some point in time. Now, they, that's not to say that they haven't had good times here and there, some good plays, some good game plans, some good decisions. I mean, there, there's been that. But whatever we've been having to watch the past few, I mean, this season, LSU wasn't this bad. You felt like the effort was there against LSU. What happened? What happened in one single week where all of them just decided to say, ah, screw it, we're done. We're going to be talking a little bit more positive things, talking about the Arkansas basketball team because they actually put forth a little effort, at least some that you can all be proud of. But before we get into that, i got to tell you folks about the Sling TV deal. It's such a great deal. You have all the college sports that are going on right now that you know and love. You may not want to watch the Razorbacks anymore, but you can watch the rest of college football with the great rivalry week coming up this weekend. And also with college basketball starting up, it's an exciting time for you to watch that as well. It's the best way to watch all these sports. And for $30 a month, you get ESPN Networks plus the Pac-12 Network, the SEC Network, and so much more. And you can stream it on your big screen and all your favorite mobile devices. Sling TV also gives you the live TV you love, only better, with no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. Sign up for Sling TV and get a seven-day free trial. That's only for you locked-on listeners right here. An exclusive offer. You get it for a free seven days. Just go to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on and get your free seven-day trial by going to that website. Give it a try. I know you won't be disappointed. I'm not disappointed. I use it all the time. It's the best thing ever, so be sure to check it out. Again, get a free seven-day trial, sling.com slash locked on. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. You know, this Arkansas basketball team was actually really entertaining to watch on Sunday. I mean, what a great game. Arkansas gets the victory by one point, 73-72 over Indiana. Indiana, who's a good team, probably will be an NCAA tournament team 
come into Bud Walton. They have some good players. Arkansas has a back-and-forth type of game. An outstanding effort by the man Daniel Gafford, and I do mean the man Daniel Gafford. He is about what you were hoping for him to be if you're a Razorback fan heading into his sophomore year. 27 points, 12 rebounds, four blocks, two steals. That's a man's game right there. And they couldn't, they didn't have an answer for him. They couldn't stop him. He was just that good throughout the whole game. Now, Indiana had some great performances, of course, by Langford, who scored 22 points in this game. Also, Morgan had 15, had some bench play coming out. But it was all about Daniel Gafford and the fact that they could not stop the man. You cannot stop the man. Isaiah Joe adds in 13 points. Mason Jones adds in 11 points. And I think that most Razorback fans are with me when they say that, hey, this is kind of exciting. This is kind of enjoyable to be able to watch, first off, a Razorback athletic team that actually puts forth effort. That's nice. But also to be able to enjoy a truly fun team. I mean, they're fun. There's a lot of no names on the team right now because you had to replace so much from last year. You have Daniel Gafford who is, of course, a star. And then you have Adriel Bailey, who got a few minutes here or there in the past few years, but not a big role player, and that's it. You add in Jalen Harris, who's your starting point guard. You got Mason Jones and Isaiah Joe. Mason Jones being the Juco player, really like his game. Isaiah Joe's there. Reggie Chaney looks like a dude coming off the bench, true freshman. Of course, you got Gabe O, Osaboyan. He's coming off the bench and adding some he's, – he's a high-motor guy. He may not always make the best plays or best decisions, but you know he's always going to go 110% when he comes into the game. Desi Seals, you got Embry Simpson. You also got guys like Jordan Phillips that's supposedly going to be active here coming up soon. Now, he's, a lot of people don't know much about him. Maybe you finally get Khalil Garland back. I mean, there's just some players on this team. And I don't know if they're going to make the NCAA tournament. I still don't think that they are. It's still too early to tell one way or the other. But you got to feel good about it. You got to be able to enjoy a team like this, to be able to enjoy something like this where you can go to these games and have fun with it and have fun watching this team because they're up and down. They're very athletic. They're very speedy. They seem to really be getting in a groove as a team that's brand new. That's hard to do, especially this early in the season. And you just got to like all of the aspects behind it. And I think Mike Anderson is really proud of his team, too. The thing, now, they have to work on their free throw shooting. Free throw shooting is terrible. But a lot of that has to do with Daniel Gaffer. That's the one flaw in their team right now, or at least the biggest flaw. You can't make free throws. If you can't make three throws, you're not going to win games. And if Arkansas was able to make free throws, they'd be 3-0 and right now, possibly jumping into the top 25. But that's neither here nor there. They couldn't do it, so you got to move on from it. But... You know, if they can work on that and make some, start making some free throws, continue to develop, get some of these guys to really add something in, this could be a real scary team. Now, when Daniel Gafford's off the floor, that's a problem because it's a completely different team when Daniel Gafford's off the floor, which rightfully so because stop traffic. Usually when your best team is off the floor, it is really difficult to try to get this team to play all together. And to try to figure out who's the go-to player, who's the leader, who are they going to go with now? I mean, those are the difficult situations you find yourselves in. So all I'm saying is, is that this team at least can get your respect a little bit so far. They, they, they will, I don't know what exactly they'll make to the NIT or whatnot. But Mike Anderson, for all the crap that he gets... His teams will always play hard. He may not be the best recruiter of all time, but he gets guys in there that play hard. And you'll never have to worry about that. 
He may not get the best players, but he always gets guys that are willing to come right in and do the work. And that is what gets you to a next level. Now, if you can add some talent into that mix, that's how you get a season like you had a few years ago when you had Michael Qualls and Bobby Portis because you had high-motor guys, guys that put forth the effort, but they were also guys that were highly talented. Now, is this team going to be that way? Maybe. Potentially. I think there's a lot of potential, especially with a guy like Isaiah Joe as a shooter. Reggie Chaney and the way he just looks like a basketball player. You know, There's a lot of potential there. So at least you, that makes you feel pretty good. But besides that, I mean, what, what are you really thinking? What are you really feeling? I don't know. Not at this point. Give it some time. See how SEC play goes this year. And who knows? Maybe you'll see some real stars in the making. But I'm going to go to a lot of games this year. I'm, I'm ready for college basketball. I'm excited about college. I love college basketball. College basketball is one of those sports where I know that it's not always going to be about Arkansas and how good they are. It's not always going to be about uh, as good as at least watching SEC football maybe, but it still has some entertainment value. I think the amount of coaches that have come into the SEC make it very entertaining. And I do believe, of course, that March Madness is one of the most wonderful times of the year when it comes to sports. Upsets galore, no-name teams, you don't even know where they're located at or who any of the players are. They find ways to get upset. You get to see the high level of amount of players be able to play in a lot of these tournament games. Those are big time. Those are fun. And that's exactly what college basketball is all about. And it's going to be leading up to that point as well. So jump on board with this Razorback basketball team, folks. It's going to be a fun time to be able to watch Daniel Gafford and guys like Isaiah Joe and Mason Jones grow a lot and see what Mike Anderson can do with these guys, especially with a decent home schedule. Now, they don't get Kentucky at home, which I could spend all day about me complaining about that. But here's some of the games that they're going to have coming up here at home that at least you may be interested in going to. Western Kentucky is going to be a big team. They got Rick Stansbury over there as a head coach. Georgia Tech comes to town as well. Second game of the SEC slate, you have Florida. And then the next game, you have LSU. Back-to-back weekends or back-to-back games where you have opponents that are tournament teams. LSU's in the top 25. Now, after that, you go on the road to Tennessee. That's not ideal since they're number five in the country. And then at Ole Miss, but then you have Missouri at home, at Texas Tech, Georgia. You have at LSU, Vanderbilt at home, South Carolina, Missouri on the road, Mississippi State at home, which they're also a ranked team. Then at Auburn, who's a ranked team, at Kentucky, who's a ranked team. I mean, this is going to be a brutal schedule, especially with the way that the SEC has played out. But, you know, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. I know a lot of you are as well. And I can't wait to continue this podcast and actually talk about the basketball team and the type of games that they're going to be playing this season. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Now moving on into the next segment and the final segment of the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. People have been asking me about this whole uh, Ryan Pulley, Cameron Curl thing of them being suspended and flirting with cheerleaders and, and all that stuff. Listen, I don't really have any other comments to make besides this. It's vindicative or indicative, I should say. Not vindicative, that's not the word. Indicative. <laughs> it's been a long day. That this team and the way they've played and they have players like those leaders, supposed leaders like Ryan Bully and Cameron Curl doing those types of things. Those things never need to happen. Is that the grand scheme of things? Gonna Is that the reason why they lost the game on Saturday? No, it's not. But if your mind isn't 100% focused on the task at hand, on the game that's coming up, 
and you're out there messing around, talking to cheerleaders, talking to dance players, dance teams and whatnot. No. No, not happening. Do you think that would happen on a Nick Saban team? Hmm? Bobby Petrino team back when he was in Arkansas. You think that would happen? Well, actually, it may happen on Bobby Petrino team. Just the only problem, it wouldn't be the players or probably the coaches. That's neither here nor there. You know what I mean. None of those big-time programs would allow that to happen, nor would it ever happen. And that's what makes it just as frustrating as ever. You cannot have those plays. You cannot have those types of players on your team. Ever. So I don't know if they're going to be back on the team. I know that Chad Moore said they'd be reevaluating the situation. But man, oh man, I have... Uh, yeah, I, I really don't think that uh, they're going to be back. Maybe one of them be back. Just because... It's such a difficult thing to keep somebody like that around, and I know you got to make a me- send a message to your team. Maybe this will be the message that Chad Moore sends. He's got to do something because, honestly, truly, from the outsider's perspective, it looks like he's losing the team. I don't know if that's true or not, but it certainly looks that way. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the podcast today. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play or on Spotify or on Stitcher. However you need to do it, do it, share it, tell all your friends about it. And you can also ask me any questions you want to at Rush John Neighbors on Twitter, and I'll make sure that they get answered in the best way possible. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. 